Hello, and welcome to episode 48 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And last week we lied to you. We said Wizards was not going to give us any more content. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> and then there was a Mythic Championship, and they spent like the two days before just like blowing up organized play right, digitally <laughs> and in paper. It's so we have stuff to talk about. Sure. I've promised to not take too hot of takes. <laughs> uh, but oh, no, we, we've got some very strong feelings on this topic. So. Yeah, so if you have strong feelings... You can tweet at us at Casual Tripod. You can find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, or you can email us at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Now, before we get into the magic news. Yeah, we have we, some podcast news. We have some podcast news. We are now TCG Player Affiliate. Woohoo! That's right. We are semi legit now. Yeah. So basically, we now have a link that mm-hmm. like James kind of like. Put together from the the instructions we got. We're old, so uh, don't mind me. (laughs) He did better than I did. I kind of skimmed it and like put some stuff together. Uh, But basically, we're gonna start like uh, we're gonna put this link in the show notes and we're gonna tweet it out. And what this link does, if you click on it, it will it just kind of takes you to like the magic section of TCG. Mm -hmm. And anything you buy after you click on this link. It'll be attributed to us, right? And we will get a teeny tiny little cut. Yeah, it's not much from TCG Play, but it's something. But it is, yeah, it is something. Yeah. Our podcast hosting costs are not zero. Correct. Uh, we we have spent a non-zero amount of dollars to make this podcast. So, this is a way that if you're going to buy cards on TCG Player anyway, yeah, you might as well hook us up. Yeah, it's not going to cost you anything extra. It'll right. support the podcast a little bit. Yep. And to be clear, you know, we're not saying everybody has to run out and buy everything on TCG Player because we're both about, you know, supporting your local game store, right? Yeah. I try and buy as much from them as I can. But they don't always have everything I need. And sometimes there's like a time issue where I need something by a certain date. So TCG Player is, in my experience, one of the, like, as long as you're buying direct, it's really fast shipping and you can find just about anything on there. Yeah. I wish I, I wish we would have been an affiliate before I put in my like Cyber Monday like <laughs> get ten percent off order yeah to just buy random semi staple legacy foils for yeah. for my legacy deck or before we bought a combined eight Mox diamonds before the last legacy GP oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah that yeah. would have been nice yeah I was driving to Cape Fear Games and like just handing them stacks of uh, yeah. fetch lands from cons. <laughs> And getting Mox Diamonds in return. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so we're like, you know, we're semi-legit. Maybe we can blow up and TCG will like want to like make us like a real deal. Hey, that'd be nice, right? Yeah. We can see. We can see. Yep. You should have seen it though. I did a, a really good job like hard selling the podcast. It was the, like, great. In the describe, <laughs> briefly describe your podcast. Yeah, it was really good. I went real deep. I sold <laughs> I sold you guys as an audience real hard. <laughs> So hey, it come, worked. We got yeah. a response like almost immediately. Yeah, it was like the next day. They're like, yeah. here's your code. It's like, all right, awesome. Yep. So we're, we're getting legit. Also, my semester ends, I give my last final on Friday and grades have to be in on Tuesday. Nice. So I have like three or four weeks where I don't like really have a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still send me paychecks. It's the best <laughs> kind of an employed ever. But uh, during that time, I'm going to try to get us a, a website kind of up. Uh, I thought it might be good if we could do something like that to maybe not like write articles or give ourselves a bunch of work, but mm-hmm. we could have a section where it's like, this is what we're playing in standard and have the yeah. deck list up. So just more than like a Twitter space. Mm-hmm. 
and things like that. Just whatever kind of comes up. Yep. And just like where we're going to be because, you know, people want to follow us now. We're, we're, we're the big time. We are the big time. And when we started this podcast, I was a man with a plan. Yes. And I reserved the Patreon for the <laughs> Casual Try Hard podcast. And every few weeks I get an email from Patreon that's like, hey, why don't you set up your account? <laughs> and I'm like, all in due time, Patreon. Baby steps, baby steps. Right. So maybe over this break we'll we'll set up a Patreon as yep. hopefully a way for people to support us if they want. You yep. know, uh, you don't have to, yep. but just you know, all the cool kids are doing it, so That's might right. as well. Yeah, I mean to be clear, like we're not we're not looking to make a paycheck off of this podcast. We do it because we enjoy it. Yeah, we like helping you guys out. Um, but like you said, our hosting fees aren't zero, and we've bought a whole bunch of equipment. So yeah. it would be nice to. Uh, Get that covered. I mean, if you get the word out, we get like fifty thousand downloads a week, and we sure. and we can like get <laughs> a Patreon. I mean, I'm this. in for that too. But <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 in for that. If there's like a podcast sugar daddy out there who's gonna give yeah. us like a thousand dollars an episode, like I'm in. You're gonna get fifteen episodes a month. Let's go. That's right. If we do, you know, cover our expenses and have a little bit left over, though, like we can do cool stuff like givebacks or yeah, you know, some swag or contests yeah, we, we, or whatever. We, 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 if you have ideas for what our Patreon level should be, yeah, let us know. Let us know because I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. So, <laughs> this is we we're, we've not been part of the like creator slash gig economy in our lives. <laughs> no, we've only been creating. We haven't mm-hmm. uh, haven't been taking. We haven't been part of the economy doing right. this. Yeah, with that, yeah, we are legit. I'm gonna tweet that out uh, soon. Mm-hmm. Next up, uh, James's dream of a question and answer uh, podcast. Has been met with crickets. Yeah, we have no questions. We have many answers, <laughs> but no questions. I have all the answers. I just need questions. <laughs> we just need questions. So if you have any questions, uh, please send them our way. Yeah, let us know. Let us know you're out there. Yes, please. I see download numbers. Yeah, like 300 something. Yeah, random podcasts from like three weeks ago or like three months ago get downloads. So people are finding us. <laughs> We just need to convert those people into it's into like interaction. Yeah, talk back. We want to hear from you. Yeah, you're the Reddit guy. Maybe we should have like an R slash casual tryhard. I can set it up if you want. There we go. Just one extra thing for us to like <laughs> one be extra confused thing by. For, yeah, for us to keep track of. All right. One more set of alerts on my phone. That's exactly what I need. <laughs> so, I guess the biggest news in competitive magic. Mm-hmm was the Mythic Championship this weekend. Yeah. MC7. Mm-hmm. Was uh, Arena Mythic Champs. Yes. It was, It was. I think I watched all. Watched or listened to pretty much all of it. I caught a couple matches day one, a couple matches day two, and I didn't catch any of day three. I, like, watched all of day three. I sent the wife out to get Christmas presents, and I just, like, <laughs> sat and watched Magic, and then she came home and was like, there's still three more rounds, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I got sucked into... Uh, Rebels over this weekend, and I fell in a black hole and couldn't get it's out. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so the winner was uh, Peter Golgowski. Mm-hmm. Um, Canister. Canister from Magic Online and mm-hmm. from Arena on uh, Jun Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. His build was different than everyone else's. Okay. Uh, I think he was the only person on four Corvold. Mm-hmm. Basically... Corvold, if it resolves and you have any combination of cards that say sacrifice on them, yeah, you typically just win the next turn. Yeah, you bury them in so much advantage that... No, like there were people that's like, you're at 16, uh, Mayhem Devil, 
sack a cat six times, make my Corvold an 11-11, attack for lethal. Like, multiple oh, times like this just happened. Lethal. Okay. Just, like, lethaling people, not just, like, I drew 15 cards. It yeah. was, like, oh, you're dead. Hmm. Like, I think BBD killed someone from 18. Wow. Like, Corvold, untap, you were, they were dead. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. If your local Walmart or Target <laughs> has one of the Corvold decks, you might want to get it. Because I'm guessing that, like, Corvold is, I haven't looked, I'm guessing he's probably, like, Twenty thirty dollars. Yeah, I think he's like twenty five bucks right now. Yeah, so like you could just buy that deck, send out the Corvold, <laughs> and end up with a free uh, Shockland for your troubles. Arcane Signet, uh, Command Tower. Arcane Signet still expensive. Yeah, like you could just end up yep. with just free stuff. Yep. So just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. The rest of the meta game was so we had a bunch of fires decks. Mm-hmm. That was the most played archetype. Yeah, you said like a quarter of the field, like 15-ish? 15 out of the, I don't know if it was 68 or 67, one okay. of the participants oh, couldn't make it. Yeah. had a visa issue. Yeah. So Chris Kavartek, who made top eight, got a buy round one. Really? Yep. Man. He was like, I've had really good luck this year. I haven't got the buy in <laughs> round one. He's like, all right, cool. Yeah, good for him. So 12 of those were Jeskai. Mm-hmm. There was a Rakdos Fires deck, which is like a Mayhem Devil Cat Oven Bantu deck. That's odd. Yeah, like you just like get to slam a Bantu, sack a bunch of stuff off your fires. Oh, yeah, sack. Well, you can't sack all your lands, I guess, because that makes flares less good. But yeah, but there was that, and then Kenyu Kahira showed up with five color Niv Mizzet fires. Oh boy! And Shota Yasuoka sh- showed up with five color Golos fires. All right. There was some spicy meatballs in yeah. there, but mainly it was just guy fires. Okay. Only one. Of, it was the most played deck. One of them made top eight. Mm-hmm. And I know at like halfway through day two, they were uh, commentary was talking to Paulo Vitor Dominarosa, and they were like, and you're the last person on just guy fires still alive in the tournament. Wow. Like, and I think he was at like, he might've like locked at like five one or something, yeah. but everyone else had been eliminated. Hmm. Pretty early on in day two. Cat oven for the win, huh? Yeah. And then next up was, uh, I have it like cat oven. Like, so there was. Any m- of the sacrifice decks. Yeah, they were mainly like Jund. Uh, well, there was a bunch of green-black ones too. I and green, there was green-black, Jund, and red-black. Yeah. Um, I just kind of lumped them all together as. Um, the sacrifice decks. The sacrifice decks. Like, cause I just looked at it as like cat oven as the engine. Mm-hmm. And whatever else you put around it, whether it's yeah. Mayhem Devil or Midnight Reaper or, or Corvold. Or- yeah, whatever whatever the other like kind of piece is. Yep. And if you took all of those as an aggregate, green, black, jund, and red, black, mm-hmm. that was 19 of the 68, 67 decks. So almost a a, good chunk. like a third to a quarter. Yeah. Were there any lists that were running uh, your engine where it was Great Henge with the Cat Oven? Uh, no, the only Great Henge deck was Chris Kavartek. He was on Green Black Adventures. Okay. So he had Edgewall Innkeeper and 14 adventure creatures, mm-hmm. but he also had Reggie, Rotting Regisaur, yeah. to go with the Great Henge, something that I had like played around with in that Green Black deck. Yeah, I think we had talked about it a couple yeah. weeks ago. That's and then why I was asking. Questing Beast and... Well, he was on Lovestruck Beast, too. And Lovestruck Beast, yeah. as well as his adventure creatures. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then uh, four mana Vivian. Okay. To 
give your Reggie trample. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so he he had the more aggressive slant of all those. Like people went the most of the green black decks. I think they were like evenly split uh, for the adventure decks. Were mm-hmm. like kind of the traditional green black grindy decks. Yeah. And then the like the new hotness was Lucky Clover. Okay. So the new hotness is the old hotness. Yeah, yeah, we've come like full circle. That that is like, <laughs> like people were citing in like, oh, what is that card? Harvest fear and the not standard playable side. The five black black four oh, five. Yeah, yeah, the reaper or whatever. Yeah, against like more controlling decks, they were like just discard four. Discard four. That's pretty good. Yeah, so they were like, so they were like bringing in that package to go with Lucky Clover that was in their board, yeah. hmm. and like I think, Ali Warfield was on that. I think Cat Light was Autumn Burchett. Forget who else. Cat might have been on a on a more grindy version of Green Black, but I know Ali and Autumn. I'm pretty sure were on the Lucky Charm, Lucky Clover. Yeah, I knew I was going to call it Lucky, Lucky Charms. Charms. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Standard seems to be just okay. I guess the one the deck of the tournament I should probably talk about. Yeah, is Simic Flash slash Ramp. Right. So I kind of lump these together as Nissa decks, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound right for a traditional Simic Flash deck. Right. But the Flash, the traditional Flash decks now are on Nissa. I'd seen it on Arena and just thought people were crazy because uh, I was like, well, this doesn't make sense. But turns out they're not crazy. No. Turns out Nissa's really good. Javier Dominguez, uh, Seth Manfield, and uh, Brad Nelson mm-hmm. had basically put in Paradise Druid and Growth Spiral mm-hmm. and Nissa in like the blue green flash shell. Yeah. So they had a ramp element to try to get to Nissa and to be able to cast their fours on turn three so like they could throw Mystic something on three mm-hmm. or just get an ambusher down on three and get it super far ahead. Uh, but then they had Nissa. And then Nissa just, like, buried people. Like, the whole tournament, all the commentators said was, oh, like, if they get to untap with Nissa, like, these the game's over. Like, that's all that matters is just getting to untap with Nissa. Were they playing any Krasis or anything? Or I think they were Nissa? on, like, two Krasis in the flash list. Maybe three. Two or three. And they had Chemister's Insight. So they had a bunch of fours. So you didn't know if they had up Frilled Mystic, Chemister's yeah. Insight, or um, night pack, night pack ambusher, and then there was uh, there were like two or three blue green just like hard ramp decks. Mm-hmm. So Andrea Mangucci was on like elementals ramp. Yeah. So had four risen reef, risen reef, reef druid, and uh, uh, cavalier thorns, and yep. like two quasi duplicates. And then also had one agent of treachery, one. End raise forerunners. Oh yeah, and pick them. Uh, pick them, and uh, uh, finale of devastation. Okay, he multiple times did it for ten. Got the pig, like was attacking with seventeen twenty uh, leafkin druids. Wow, happened multiple times that he just like deaded people. Wow, and you might be like, well, that's interesting. That exact list also top eight of the GP in Australia. Hmm. Like, it was one of the people he worked with went to the GP in Australia and top-aided it. All right. That's another just Nissa deck. And then Esper Bateau, Mm -hmm. he was on a blue-green ramp deck as well. Okay. Different build than... Mangucci. Mangucci, but it was still just trying to, like, play big, dumb idiots. 
Yeah. So, hmm. but yeah, so like the format for the next six weeks. Yeah. God, is it still if anybody six weeks? cares. If anyone cares. Is, is it really six weeks? I guess it is still six weeks. This format has just felt like it's gone on. Yeah. Even though it's been like three different formats, new like three times, yeah. it just has felt like so. I think that's because of coming off of the summertime, though. Like this summer, everything came out like rapid fire. We had War, then we had Modern Horizons, then we had the core set, like all one right after another, like with a month in between. Yeah. So it just felt like everything was super quick, and then like this one is usually like a week or two longer than the rest of them anyway. Yeah. And it just feels like it's been forever. Yeah, and like I don't know, like it's just not been none of the versions of the format. Maybe this one is the best yeah. version of it, but like none of them have been like fun. Yeah, none magic. Of them, none of them have really been super interesting to me either. Even though I do like this sacrifice Corvold deck that's right up my alley, but I mean I was on this deck in the previous iteration of this standard. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it just seems I mean, like I've been playing it for too the, long. Like, like the Pantheon, uh, so like Andrew Cunio, mm-hmm. William Huey Jensen, and Shahar Shanhar, a couple others were on Is It Flash? Yeah. Basically, the deck I had been playing right. in like into Oko uh, with like some of the changes I had initially made, like they were playing Scorching Dragonfire to try to exile cats. Mm-hmm. Everyone was on like the blue green decks in the the flat in the blue red flash decks were on sorcerer spyglass to turn off oven or cat yeah yeah we we talked about maybe that was something i should have done at the gp was have the spyglass mm-hmm. for the the cat oven well i mean also oko or nissa or yeah there's a lot of reasons to play spyglass but that was kind of a a, a consistent yeah. thing but i think it is like the flash decks are good because fires is one of the most played decks yeah they're bad against all the green black decks because all the green black decks are playing one to three mana, maybe four mana things. Right. So all their counter spells are always trading, trading down. down in mana. Yeah. And if you get an innkeeper out, like you just run them out of counters because mm-hmm. even if they counter your card, it replaces itself. Right. So you run them out of cards. So like the green black matchups are bad, mm-hmm. but there are no like aggressive decks. There's nothing like. Even though Green Black yeah. plays like little things, it has a long game plan. Yeah, the only like aggressive deck that was Green Black was the Chris Kavartek deck. Yeah, that just like would run people over. Yeah, so there was no one to like punish the like I'm gonna like pass with three mana up. Was that the uh, the only Regisaur deck? Was the Kavartek list? Yes, it was the only Reggie deck that I remember that was on camera, and I think he may have been the only. There might have been like one other one, but I don't remember seeing it. Yeah. There were no ember. There were no ember cleaves in the main. The mm-hmm. blue red decks had ember cleaves in the board. Okay. So oh, I don't know if I like that. Um, I had thought about it because it gives you, it like can like speed up your clock. Right, but how many times you're swinging with three to four guys? I mean, even if you just swing with like a brazen borrower and you make it a four-two double strike, it can be good enough. Yeah, I guess if you're. If you're just closing a game at that point, but you're spending five mana yeah. and like not holding up any type Anything. of reaction. Yeah. But they had like two in the board. Yeah. Um, and I also think like if it's another way to deal with like cat oven. Yeah. Right. So they like, you know, you put it on a bone crusher giant mm-hmm. and now they can't chump it with their cat. Right. Yeah. So there weren't any, this format had like no aggressive decks at all. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Red Black or like Mardu Knights just did not exist. Yeah. So, which was super weird. And that's what they kept saying. It's like no one anticipated there being any aggressive decks in the format. So yeah. no one's decks. There was a uh, Knights list in, at the GP, though, I think, in top eight. Yes, there was one like Mardu Knights list. Yeah. I tweeted out all of the like the the thread that Channel Fireball had. Yeah. I think there were like four or five fires lists. Mm-hmm. In the it seemed t- like it was all fires. It was like fires, the Manguchi ramp deck, yeah. uh, the Knights deck, and like one other random thing mm-hmm. but it was basically all fires so there you go there's kind of the breakdown from the the mc yeah for the metagame or whatever yeah the metagame there is also kind of another part of this tournament that i don't want to go super deep into because parts of it might not be interesting for everybody but the way that they're doing organized play now kind of forces you into this long like overarching story that's oddly similar to like nascar yeah or just like any kind of sport where you're like well where there's like a cut what i mean by similar to nascar in particular is that like in other sports you know you're following a a team Mm -hmm. whereas in nascar you're following a driver Okay. Whereas, you know, if you're a fan of, like, the Patriots or whatever, you know, everybody each has their individual stats or whatever and whatever you're doing. Whereas, like, NASCAR is just a driver. Like, I I understand there's, like, a whole team behind it, but you're just following the driver, and that's all that matters. That driver is trying to qualify for, you know, the cup at the end or whatever it is. And that's the way that this is kind of set up. So we've gone over all the changes to, like, how they're organizing this in like over the summer when they released all this information but this tournament locked in i believe everybody for mpl and rivals this was the this is the last event of the year yeah of the season so it did lock the mpl the worlds yeah rivals all that stuff yeah thing i didn't like and it was just was they were trying to like make this like dramatic like try to make it dramatic and well i mean it was though like there was a lot of there was a lot of people that were very close yeah but like the thing was none of them were playing like lsv was in hawaii yeah and like his his fate was in like three other people's hands Mm -hmm. so like there was a lot of people that were like well they're not here yeah so there's not as much drama like oh how well is he doing like he is like no he's you know eating a burrito in Denver <laughs> and he's not like part of this. Yeah. So like that was weird. Like the people that but were there like there was racing. also people that like missed cut due to tiebreakers, which is super close. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it goes I think bo- like both Chris, ways. I think like Christian Hauk missed MPL. Yeah. Because he finished like 17th on breakers and he needed to finish like 16th. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. It's rough. So yeah, so throughout the weekend they were they kept putting up uh, the world slots. Mm-hmm. There's like MPL players in worlds, like the yeah. top eight MPL. Then there was the the top four challengers, and then like the top four like paper players or something. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a weird. So there was like multiple like leaderboards you would go that you went to. Yeah, kind of weird the way they did it. Yeah. But we do have everything locked for next year. Yep. I believe you tweeted these out. Is that where I pulled these from? I don't think I did. You didn't? So maybe I should have. Okay. Somebody did. We don't have to go over every name here, but is there anybody you want to talk quick about as far as like MPL? Maybe the 
So the MPL is 24 players this year, down from was 32 before, yeah. correct? Yep. And so there are 20 returning champions, mm-hmm. and there are four new players. Right. So two, well, three of them are like long established magic pros. Right. Right. So you have Ralph Levy, who I do believe is in the Hall of Fame. I do believe. And has only missed like one pro tour in the last like 20 years. And that was because mm-hmm. his kid was born this year. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> then you have Gabrielle Lassif, yep. uh Yellow Hat, if you want to follow a streamer. Mm-hmm. Long time. Has uh, been playing forever. Hall of Fame member has been playing yeah. forever. He's the one who uh, famously laid out Cruel Ultimatum mana mm-hmm. and then flipped a Cruel Ultimatum to win his uh, like top eight match. <laughs> uh, like a million years ago, back when there was a brief time where Magic was on ESPN. Yeah. Like when ESPN was like really hurting for like things to fill time. Like and ESPN 14 or something. The Ocho, thank you. <laughs> the Ocho. Uh, and that was like before lawnmower racing was a thing to fill time. <laughs> it was magic. And so if you want, like you can get on YouTube and watch some grainy like video of Gabriel Nassif playing magic like in 2006. And you have Andre Strasky, yep. also known as Honey. He's a streamer. Yep. Good uh, boy. Yeah. Makes all the decks. Yep. Uh, they just started a website, The Check House. I saw that. And it, so it's him and, oh, what is his? Stan, uh, Stanislav Sifka, who also has won a pro tour. But Andre Strosky won Mythic Championship 6 mm-hmm. and has been killing it this year and got yeah. his MPL slot. He really has been killing it. Yeah. Now, I think that was a, a brief intro on everyone. I think the person that is maybe most interesting to the folks at home might be Chris Kavartek. Yeah. Chris Kavartek had a final that he had to take Friday to Saturday. <laughs> So this is just a dude from like Long Island or something. Yeah, New York somewhere. Yeah. New York, and he's just a dude. Just a dude. And he has qualified for two of these Mythic Championships, five and seven, mm-hmm. by like going through the like horror show qualification process that An is arena. arena. Yeah. So finished top thousand Mythic, mm-hmm. and then. Won an MCQ weekend where it was like him and like 2,000 of his closest friends. It's crazy. And he made it in. He is kind of the like everyman story. Yeah. I saw a tweet from his girlfriend where like two or three years ago when they started dating, he said that like his goals were to like, like day to a pro tour, maybe one day make worlds. Yeah. And he made worlds this year and like <laughs> finished top eight of a pro tour. Yeah. Maybe two. I forget how he did on the on MC5. I think he did really well there. He did do well. I don't know how well. I don't know if he made top eight or not, but I know yeah. he made day two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for him. Yeah, so he's just like a guy. Like, he is the, like, the positive side of Arena mm-hmm. in this, in the current, like, system is. He's the beacon of hope. Yeah, he, like, <laughs> it's, the, it's the democratizing power of the internet, right? Yeah. Like, he can't go to a million GPs because right. he's in school, but he can like play arena for two hours a night. Yeah, or whatever. Or whatever. And you know, I think he's like a bartender too. He's like a bartender goes to school and then like <laughs> plays arena and somehow has a girlfriend. I don't know how you work all this stuff in. Yeah, he's a busy guy. But I think he is, you know, I'm not saying like you know, play arena a million hours a night yeah. every night, but <laughs> he is kind of the like, hey, like this is something that is – Somebody did it. So you somebody can do did it. it. Like maybe you can do it too. Yeah. And I feel like they should have like played. They like talked about how he like 
made it through the hard way, but like I think they should just been like, no, no, this is like the everyman. Yeah, they should have played it up a little bit yeah. more. I did see the uh, the clip where he was talking about trying to get out of his final on Friday. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think he's the the most interesting guy, yeah. just because he's also come with different decks than everyone else. Yeah. Like the last one, everyone was on like. Like kind of a longer game grindy like Oko, mm-hmm. or was that no that was Field of the Dead. Yeah, it was and Field he was like brazening, borrowing people, people, and yeah. like just trying to get people dead. Yep, he was on like a tempo version of the deck. Yeah, with, with a game was. with four mana Vivian, and then yeah. this week he was the only person on like the Great Henge, Rotting Regisaur, like yeah. Vivian. So he's definitely like put together different decks than everyone else else as well. Yep. The next tier down, so you have the MPL, they get the big contract. Yep. Then the next tier down are the rivals. Yep, they get a little bit smaller contract. I think they get invited to a few less things. They have to earn their invites to like some things. Yep. These are... A lot of people that are no slouches either, though. Yeah, these are the eight people that kind of got bounced from... The MPL. The MPL, plus then like the mythic point winners... Yeah. And then paper thing, some yeah, combination of, things. I think there was some discretional invites in here as well. Yeah, so it's a bunch of different stuff. So you've kind of got like uh, a mix of like old guard and mm-hmm. yeah. Know. I mean, you've got Kai Buddha and LSV are in rivals. Yeah, alongside and, Jess and, Estefan. Yeah, and Simon Gertzen. Yeah, from the coverage booth to <laughs> from like the coverage rivals. Booth, yep. This is an interesting group. Secretly, I did like the plan that uh, I think uh, was it Jacob Wilson tweeted that uh, they should give Savitsa's slot to anyone who got more mythic points than him with like uh, <laughs> because he took no opportunities. He was last by a hilarious margin. Yeah, like everyone was like clumped together, and like just Stefan had like forty two or forty five points, and he had thirty two. <laughs> like that was the biggest drop anywhere on the thing. Was just yeah. like. Mr. I'm going to stay home. <laughs> like, <laughs> like maybe you should have put someone in here who gave a damn. Right. But it wasn't him. It was not him. No. But again, like you have some ho- some Hall of Famers. Ely Cassis, he tweeted out that like he had some health issues this year. And then like things kind of turned around when his daughter was born. So he yeah. just like, he's like a professional. He's like a psychologist, a therapist or something. Yeah. And has a kid. And, like, somehow managed to, like... Secure a rival slot. Secure a rival slot. I guess top eighting MC6. Yeah. Probably didn't hurt that. Matt Nass is in here. Yeah, Matt Nass. Yeah, again, MPL guy. Yeah. That, that kind of fell out. Yep. So, yeah, this is a good group. I mean, they have Greg Orange. Mm-hmm. Was Greg Orange a discretionary invite? Because I don't know. I don't know. know. He, he did better this year than he has been in the past couple okay. of years. I think he, he top-aided a PT this year, I think. Oh, he did? I okay. Because I, so. I, I, I know he top-aided the team one. The... Yeah, I think, he did, I think he hit one after that, too. Okay. Though. And then we have the last thing that got locked, and this has pictures and it's harder to read. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. Is uh, Worlds. Yeah, I can't read these either. So, <laughs> and I don't, know these, I don't know these faces well enough. I could probably figure out how to use technology and, like... Make it bigger. Make it bigger. Oh, God. It went away. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So, Worlds is the PT winners from the year, mm-hmm. or Mythic Championship winners, or whatever terminology we were using at the time. Yep. MPL, I think, was like the top four or top eight people in the MPL. Mm-hmm. And then some people that kind of got in 
other ways. Well, right, because Javier was like he had two wins this year. And he's the defending world champion. Yeah, so he couldn't occupy like three slots. Yeah, so some people like snuck yeah. in to the spots that Javier was otherwise occupying. Right. So there were some people that were rooting for Javier to win because if he took that spot, they would slide in. Yeah. So it's Javier Dominguez coming back as a to defend the crown. Yep. Andre is invited. Andre Straski. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Gabriel Nassif. Yes. Who we just finished talking about. Autumn Burchett. Yep. One with um, mono, blue, mono blue, right? Poo. Yeah. And like is the two-time British national champion. Yep. Uh, Ralph Levy, who mm-hmm. we talked about. Marcio Carvalho. Yep. Uh, really good limited player yep. and all around very good. Very good. I, I really Eli Loveman. Oh, yeah. You may remember him as the guy who won the last PT, I think the last PT, or like the first MC on Humans. It was oh, modern. Oh, yeah, 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 yep. Okay. People pointed out, like, he won a PT and then has been invited to nothing since. <laughs> well, he, he got invited to Worlds. So. He got invited. He, well, he, he earned his spot to Worlds. Yeah. Uh, Seth Manfield, again, he was the world champion two or three years ago. Yep, is in the MPL now. In the MPL. Yep. He's at Worlds. Andre yep. Magucci. Got his world spot by finishing third or whatever at this event. He's been on fire this year, though. Yeah. He won the Mythic Invitational. He didn't he top eight yeah. MC5 and yeah, then top eight so. of this one. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm not going to remember his name. I can't read his name. Uh, Mateus Lavarado. Okay. I don't know who that is. That is the Argentinian guy who beat Brad Nelson at MC5. Oh, I know who that is. That's the guy that looks like the guy in the curse cards. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and <laughs> the unluckiest he's also walker. the guy they had to um, censor his like little phone bit on uh, on the magic stream. Yeah, because they're like, "What is the talent that you have?" And he's like, "I'm really good at chucking beers." <laughs> and so they like they they mute beer and say water. <laughs> uh, but right. he he again he is kind of the Chris Kavartek. Yeah, he qualified through Mythic Championship weekend mm-hmm. and then. Played Nexus to Fate like an animal and Ooh. just beat everyone. Yep. Uh, and he won the whole thing. And then we've got Sebastian Pazzo, another uh, Argentinian. Yep. I can't read the one over him. We have Paulo Vitor Damodorosa. Yeah. The all time leader in earnings for Magic. <laughs> uh, the one above him is uh, Thoralf Severin. Oh, it is Thoralf Severin. Is. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Toffel. Toffel. I, could, I, I knew it was Germany, but I couldn't see yep. it. And then you have a. Uh, Peter Goglowski, yep. better known as Canister, yep. who just like won. Now, I like to point out, like, we were like, Andrea has been crushing it, but if you think about it, like, uh, Canister was in the finals of the Mythic uh, Invitational. Yeah. Was in the, won this one. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty good. Well, I mean, when I said that Mangucci's been crushing it lately, there's like four people that have been absolutely killing it this year. Mm-hmm. And it's like Mangucci, Javier, Javier, Kavartek, and Canister. And I mean, Brad Nelson would like to point out that he always finishes second. True. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did you? You didn't see that tweet? I didn't know. He was like, "Perks of dating me, I always come in second. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> News brief from the bear. Yes. Chris Kavartek. Yeah. And then John Emmanuel Deprov. Yep. Who is an MPL member? Yep. So that's going to be... He also had a PT win this year, right? Or an MC win. Maybe? I think he did. Okay. Again, we're super enfranchised and like 
you do seven of these in a year and they just all like start to yeah i mean they used more to than do, seven they used to do four right yeah and it's more than seven because they had like the first two regular yeah pts right yeah. and then we had went to like mc in like may yeah so it's a lot of professional magic to it'll keep up be with. in these are gonna be in like february yeah and i'm assuming that they're gonna be um they're, i don't know if they've announced the format I don't know oh, like, I don't what know the structure is. I think typically it's standard, isn't it? Yeah, it's like standard and... Is it standard and draft? Usually it's split format. Yeah, well, I believe it was draft last year because when Jerry bowed out last year... they had a, Yeah, they had a pod that had seven. Yeah. Which they should have just let like, one of the judges draft. Yeah. <laughs> just make sure the, the pod worked You just out. sit here, yeah. You yeah. can draft, but you're not playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you pick a color, send yeah. good signals. <laughs> So that is the world's field. It's a smaller world's field than normal. The yep. world's is usually 24. Mm-hmm. And apparently the prize pool for this is $1 million. Ooh, that's a lot of prize for 16 players. Yeah, that is uh, pretty all right. It's like, yeah. I'm trying to do the math. It's like $65,000, 62, 62,500 a player, I do believe. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's more than I'm making a year. So I got to get better at magic. <sighs> yeah. So now so, we got a hot topic. So so we've done we've done worlds. Yeah. We've done we've done all the things that wizards gave us uh, that involved people playing magic in front of us. Yeah. Uh, now we have um, things that wizards is taking away from us. They they can't leave well enough alone. Yeah. So they've announced changes to organize play mm-hmm. in paper. Yep. And uh, that changes there will no longer be GP buys. Yeah, th- these are the buys that you would earn from Planeswalker points? Yeah, so if you hit certain Planeswalker point thresholds, it was 1250 or 1350. I think it was 1250. I think right? it was 1250. So if you had 1250 Planeswalker points, you would get... A buy at every GP you went to for buy, the next year. Yeah, so from whenever you got 1250 mm-hmm. till the end of that magic year, which ends in like May, yep. through the next magic year. Yep. And so Planeswalker points, if you play in paper, if you do what you, if you did what we told you to do mm-hmm. two episodes ago, which is get a DCI number yep. and then register it, they'll track your Planeswalker points. Mm-hmm. And you get three points for a win, one point for a draw. No points for a loss. And you get, there's some multipliers depending on the event. Yeah, so like the more players... Even if it's not an event with just a strict multiplier, you do get multipliers based on how many people are in that event. You get uh, participation points. So if it's a small yeah. event, you get one, and then you hit a certain threshold, it goes to two points. Yep. So if you played an FNM that was, let's say, 16 people, and you mm-hmm. went 4-0, you would get like 13 points. You'd get mm-hmm. three for each win plus one participation point. Yep. So it's a grind. Yeah. Like it's a hundred F and M's in a year, which there's only fifty two Fridays, so that doesn't work out for you. So you need a time machine. You need a time machine. Or a time turner if you're in Harry Potter. Yeah, sure. Um <laughs> and then um so it was a thing that players and I assume you guys' level. Yeah. It was something that you could work towards, right? right. You would go to your F and M and you get a few Planeswalker points. Mm-hmm. You'd go... Pre-release. Pre-release, you'd get some Planeswalker points. Yep. I think there's even a multiplier for pre-release or something. I think there was two. Like I think it's two. like a 2x multiplier. Right. 
if you went to like a PTQ or a PPTQ or a PTQ or an MCQ or whatever, um, I believe they had a. I think PTQs oh, I are now. like uh, they're like four or six or something. Yeah, doesn't matter now. Right. What it was good for is if your goal was to day to a GP, mm-hmm. right? You could work towards that goal by doing F and M's, by mm-hmm. doing PTQs. Yep. Um, just by playing a whole bunch of magic. Because you would get like one by having to go five and two is significantly easier than having to go six and two. Yeah, I mean, even just playing seven rounds instead of eight is yeah. a huge deal because like day one of a GP is super mentally taxing. Now your tournament doesn't start until like eleven. Yeah, you can sleep in. Just you can a sleep bit. in. You can get some. You get like a good breakfast and show up at like nine. Yep. And not be rushed or anything. Yep. Got some time to browse the uh, the vendor tables. Yeah. So that's going away. Yeah. Um, and it really hurts. Like I went to that. We went to that PTQ, mm-hmm. and I finished fourth or whatever. <laughs> right. And, but it was like you know what? I got a bunch of Planeswalker points. Like. Maybe I could sneak in two buys next year. Like right. maybe there's a chance that I could. Yeah, I mean we're halfway through the season and we're halfway to two buys. Yeah, so it's like oh maybe maybe we can get there. Like that'd be really good for mm-hmm. the following year. Yeah. So like I wasn't happy that I didn't win. Right. But it was something though. I felt like I I had something. I was like oh I actually yep. have a thing. Right. Uh, I accomplished something mm-hmm. towards a goal of getting buys, and now that's gone. Right. So there are people that are like super all in for their no being being no bias. Yeah, um, those people are animals. <laughs> so there, I guess we should say there were th- kind of three levels of bias. Yeah, there were the three round bias, and those uh, were for Hall of Famers. Yeah, only Hall of Famers, as far as I know, had three rounds. Uh, platinum pros in the old system used to as well. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe MPL people had three round three rounds as well. Anyway, yeah, I'm not sure. You got. You could get three rounds if you were a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And then if you ground enough points, you could get two buys. Yeah, it's like 2,200. It's 2,250 or 23, something like that. that. And then if you got to 1,250, you Mm. got one buy. I think that the last, like most people who play a lot have one, would get one buy. Yep. Two buys. I think I've only had two buys like once because it's a slog. You have to play yeah. so much. Magic. I only had two buys once, but that's because I won a GPT. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I had I had two buys for like a year. Yeah, I, I never had two buys for a year. <laughs> yeah, but it it was a slog. I played yeah. a lot. Yeah, that was like when you first got in Magic, right? That yeah, first and like year. And my my wife lived out of town, yeah. so like I could just like play like four events a week. Yeah. A slog. Yeah. It's a lot a of magic. So right now we're halfway through the year. I checked the world standings for Planeswalker points. Mm-hmm. There's probably 110 to 120 people right now that have earned two buys yeah. in the world. Yeah, it's not money. And we're six months in. So maybe it gets to 200 mm-hmm. by the end. Would have got to 200 by the end of the year. And they're not all showing up to every GP. GP. Yeah. Right. So it's a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. So I guess on one hand, you can argue, well, it's only a couple hundred people. Right, right, but those couple hundred people earned it. Yeah. So there's a group of people that are like, it's cool that there aren't buys. It's not fair if I can't earn, if I don't have an opportunity to earn buys. Yeah. Or, you know, I heard an argument that if a lot of players, like I assume a lot of you are on Arena, mm-hmm. if you're playing a bunch of Arena... 
there's no way for you to earn buys on Arena. Right. I mean, they could do like GPTs on Arena. They could. They could uh, do GPTs in store again. Yeah. I don't know why they don't. So I am like hard against no buys as my, my Twitter response yeah. uh, to Magic point out jace right oh the, then jace got back at me yeah. jace was like uh yeah. why don't you just get good if you want a day two yeah and it's like i had never contemplated that jace right, thank you. and i like walked <laughs> up to like replying and like getting in a twitter fight and i was like yeah i'm good <laughs> then james came in and was like no it doesn't matter if you don't have an lgs like you can't earn a buy just going to your lgs right i think we figured it out if you forrowed every single fnm for the entire year and won every pre-release at your local game store. You get like 650 you, points. You were halfway to a buy. Yeah. So, like, that's not an argument. It rewarded people who, like, put on pants. Right. Left their hometown. Mm-hmm. To go play somewhere competitively and were consistent at it. Yeah, and were, like, reasonably good at it. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a lot of work There's to a lot do of all work. that. And it was a way to, like, reward that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I guess I kind of see, like, there were times where I'd be like, well, no wonder, like, all these pros are day twoing. They had to go, like, 3 2. Right. But at the same right, time, but at their like, point, whatever. Like, they're starting in a harder tournament. They are. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're starting at, at, at the at the, at the 3 0 bracket. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, though, like, what was odd is you'd see people go, like, 3 2. Mm hmm. And then be like, you know what? I don't think my deck's good enough. I'm not going to play day two. Yeah, that's awkward. Or I think it's better EV for me to go play this PTQ. Yeah. As opposed to continuing in the tournament. So you saw some of that sometimes too, where people would like drop with like, I don't think my deck's good enough. Was it Seth Manfield when he was trying to get like player of the year? Mm -hmm. He day twoed the legacy GP. Yeah. Dropped and then went and played the standard GP. And then, like, top eighted that and got player of the year. Like, I guess I could not ever imagine, like, day twoing a GP <laughs> and being like, you know what I need to do? Not playing this GP. Something else. Yeah. So, oh, you day twoed. What's your, uh, what's your Saturday involve? Not doing this. <laughs> doing anything but. I think it just hurts the, it hurts the players that are, like, at our level. Our level. Yeah. Like, us specifically. <laughs> us specifically. <laughs> and I mean, and, and I think our listeners, like, if, yeah. If you decided, like, six months ago, if you were like, hey, I want to become competitive at Magic. You want to be a casual tryhard. Yeah, and I want to, <laughs> and I want to like, day two a GP. Yeah. I think the first thing to say is, like, play a lot mm-hmm. and try to get a buy. Yep. Like, that would be the... First step. The first step. Yep. Right? Just make it a little bit easier on the day. Mm-hmm. Playing all of that Magic is going to make you better. Yep. But then you're going to start with a, just a little bit of a leg up. Mm-hmm. And that's gone. Yeah. Now, one of the arguments Wizards has made, and I've read different things about it, by eliminating buys... They can change the tournament structure? They can change the tournament structure. Yeah. And I'm not sure what that means. So I read some stuff, and again, I did I did not go thoroughly vet this, that basically when it comes to the number of rounds you have to run in the tournament, that someone with like three, like two buys counts as like four players. In okay. terms of how it impacts the number of rounds you have to run in your tournament, okay, to like make, yeah, the 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 Swiss pyramid work out, yeah. So, it, well, right, but then you run into a. Uh, I'll let you finish. Okay. Sorry. So the argument was was that it makes it so you can 
you can run different tournament structures because you okay. don't have to guarantee people buys. Okay. I was listening to uh, Magic FM and Mashi Scanlon, who run, who runs CFB events, said something that made me want to like choke someone, which was, yeah, not having the buys will make Walter more stable. Walter being the wizards, the wizards' large event uh, reporter. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. The software is trash. So if we get rid of the buys, it won't crash It'll as much. Fix that. Ah! Like my counterpoint to that is, I've been playing in GPS now for five years. Yes. Four years, four years, five years, whatever. Something like that. I forget because we went to like we went to our first one like right around the same yeah. time. And every GP I've ever played in was fifteen rounds. Mm-hmm. And then I cut to top eight. Yes. Regardless of whether it had 3,000 people or 600 people. Yes. It was 15 rounds. Yes. I've seen people suggesting that maybe they go to a system that is closer to the Arena Mythic Championship system. Okay. Where maybe it's something where it's like you play till you get five wins or so many losses. Okay. And then that locked you for day two and then they do something similar or like they then like wipe the slate and they run it over for day two they run they start over for day two in a smaller tournament yeah that's interesting my point was like you made the comment about every person with Mm -hmm. you know buys counting as multiple players in the tournament that math doesn't track though it it doesn't like i've played in you know 28 2,800, 2,700 player GPs. And 15 rounds. And I've played in 500 player GPs. Yeah, I think that the where that where that might be is where you can't, you don't have the flexibility to do something where, like if they did something where you played five mm-hmm. or to win five or till you lose three or four or whatever, yeah. they could then just hard drop people. Right. Right? And then you would not have that like you know god awful last table that's yeah. going to go to time plus 10 right every round like slowing down the tournament yeah but you know that's fine but at the same time though like if i pay 70 dollars yeah, to I play, play an some event magic. to play in an event and like i want to play like eight rounds yeah not go oh three yeah not not yet not like, have the chance to like, play garbage pairing garbage pairing on my last gp yeah. Win, worst matchup in the room, worst matchup in the room, slow person. Well, it, now I'm now I'm done. It kind of goes back to another point that I made when we were talking when this news dropped that this, and it can be seen from good or bad, but having buys kind of divides the room a little bit too. Like if you show up to your first GP, you've never played in a big event before, and you sit down across from Reed Duke. Yeah, you're O one. Congratulations. Right. And then somebody else had, you know, an awful mirror match. Say uh, um, PV and Huey had to play first round. Yeah. One of them had to lose. Yeah. So then you sit down across from them second round. Yeah. You never had a chance, and you never had a chance to play any magic because you just lost two rounds yeah, in Yeah, and if there were, I mean? if, when there are buys, you have a bunch of people that are perhaps newer. Right. That are going to play, and that's going to be yeah the tournament a similar skill yeah the tournament ends up like funneling people into like informal brackets or like where they're supposed to be yeah and it kind of makes it a better event for everybody when you go like I've gone like 
2-0 or 3-0 mm-hmm. in a tournament. And then, like, Carlos Romal, yeah. MP, uh, is he a Rivals member? He might be. Uh, he was an MPL member. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's in the MPL. Was my round was my round four opponent. Yeah. 3-0 and, like, world champion. Yeah. I got got. <laughs> and then, like, I was like, okay. Like, we found my ceiling, MPL right. players. Uh, <laughs> right. But you you do that kind of thing mm-hmm. where like you know if you start out with like Carlos Ramal round one right maybe you claw your way back if you're like if your ceiling is you know six two five three yeah but you don't you don't have those like crazy pairings mm-hmm. early on yeah yeah I hope they don't move to like the Mythic Championship. Like arena mythic championship yeah. thing, because that would be. I think it would like simplify their tournament, whatever their tournament like structure. Yeah, I think it, it would, would hurt entry though. It it would really suck for, right? So like me, I played. I was dead for day two. Right. Right. I was, you know, four two and one. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I was one two and one yeah. after. I don't. I didn't get my my draw around three, or around four. Anyway. Wherever I got my draw, I was dead. Right. Right. I still got to play like three rounds of magic Mm -hmm. and like have good games. Yeah. And I ended up like, you know, 140th or something, which wasn't great, but like an 800 person tournament. It was better than only having only playing four rounds. Yeah. And then like just like, oh, I guess I have to go spend more money on side events if I want to do something. Yeah. So like if they got rid of that, that would like really suck. Yeah. But like from their side, I can see it where like, you you just are constantly cutting out. Oh, you got your third loss. You have to. Yep, you, you're force dropped. Yeah. So we force drop you. It also makes draws way worse. Yeah, right? like they're super punishing. Yeah. I went on the MTG Elo project. Yeah. Which ranks you ranks your Elo based on your GP results. Yeah. I have four draws in GPs. Whew. They're all in the last two GPs I've played. Man, I, I don't know if I don't I've, think gotten, I've ever drawn in a GP. I don't know if I'm like super slow now, <laughs> but it was like I got a draw against Miracles, Teamer Delver, and then like Punishing Jund in yeah. uh or Punishing Loam in uh Legacy, and then yeah. that stupid Jeskai Fires <laughs> match that I should have won, and I was just like, God. This is awful. Yeah, I meant to check that website after you sent me the message, and I forgot also, about it. Also, uh, you're looking at number 3,633 in the world. Congratulations. That's right. My ELO is like 1752. <laughs> Yours is 1603. All right. Logan's is 1653. Cameron's is 1400 and change. Oh, wow. You start at 1500. Oh, okay. <laughs> mine, mine dips down, and it just goes up. Yeah. I've had some good runs, but like you can look at the average ELO of who you played in a yeah. tournament. And like, I have like one or two or like my average ELO opponent was like 1800. Oh. And you're just like, Hmm, that was a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. But yeah, like you lose that ability to like, just keep playing. And I guess yeah. like if there's no planeswalker points, you're not trying to grind out planeswalker yeah, it points. It doesn't matter if you're dead, you're dead. Yeah. You and I guess like, else. I guess like just force chopping people off the back of your tournament. Yeah. But then, like, does it I make... I mean, that like, is one way to make Walter more stable is to... Is it not have to use Walter as yeah. long. <laughs> but I guess part of the problem is, is that, like, if you, like, do that, and then day two, you start fresh. Mm-hmm. 
right? Are you just like, okay, you've got to go six zero to yeah. make to make uh, I mean top yeah. eight? Like basically, it's like there's gonna be you know probably a hundred and a hundred to two hundred people that make day two, mm-hmm. maybe, and then hey, you've got to go. You've got to go six zero. Yeah. Into six, like, is six zero a clean cut? I think it depends on how big yeah. day two is. But like, I don't know what the number would have to be. Yeah, I'm not sure. Right? That's is is it like tournament math? I am not accustomed to. Yeah, but is it like nine rounds, and you have to go six, like win six or lose four, on day one to make sure that day two is small enough that you can win six? Yeah, I don't know. Right? Because like. Like that might be like you play till you win six or you lose four, and then you're done. That might be too too much. Why? Because like you would still get not you would get nine rounds in day one, like it used to be, which is still no, is be, now. You could get ten rounds in round one. No, because when you lost four, you're out. Right. So if you went five zero and then lose lose lose, well, I guess that's eight rounds. Yeah, it's eight rounds. So it'd be nine rounds. Yeah, so you would be capped yeah. at nine. You either going to be six three or five four. Yeah, but then you you do that, and then that makes day two because like they still play nine rounds day mm-hmm. one. Right. It's just that the ninth round is like day two because it makes it smaller, so it's yeah. more manageable. But yeah, I mean that's something that we'll have to like see. This is a classic Wizards announcement. Yeah. Of hey. <laughs> We're doing this. We're we don't doing have this. any information, though. So yeah, it was like an announcement of an announcement. We're yeah. getting rid of GPs or GP buys. Yeah. Is there anything in its place? Not right now. Yeah, no. We'll let you know when we figure it out. And there's the fractional invite system. Yeah, which is weird. Which is, uh, again, I didn't know all the details, but I did hear that to, to start to earn fractional invites, guess where you have to finish in the GP? Top 16? Top 64. Top 64. All right. Best I've ever done is 102. You you would have made it, right? You got yeah, 63rd? No, I got a 50th. You're your 50th? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so like you would have got part of a, a an invite. Woohoo! Right? So that is the first change. Yeah. So Jace, who plays predominantly on Magic Online, mm-hmm. doesn't get to earn buys. I doesn't think it's fair that we have buys. Fine. <laughs> But then they went and changed Magic Online on Jace. Yeah, I didn't read a whole bunch of this because I don't play Magic Online. Basically, what they've done is they've changed how you qualify for Magic Online PTQs. And the mocks, right? In the mocks. The one that I think people were most fired about was the PTQs. Because okay. before, you could just pay like 30 bucks and enter the PTQ. Right. Um, you can't do that anymore? There are like basically... PPTQs. So you got to qualify for the PTQs. They're like nine rounds on like a Wednesday. Oh, wow. Like they're like honest to God giant tournaments. Wow. And then you have to win that. Yeah. And then that qualifies you for. So they have like qualifying points. And it takes 40 qualifying points to enter a PTQ. Okay. If you win one of these like qualifying tournaments, you get 40 points. Okay. If you finish second, you get 20 points. Okay, so you can chain a couple of them together. You can chain a couple of them together. If you 5-0 a league, you get four points. Oh, boy. So you have to 5-0 10, 10 leagues. leagues, or you have to spike one of these... Massive PPTQs. Yeah, to to do it. 
And so people were like, I liked it when I could just like give you my money. Yeah, spend thirty bucks. Yeah. Now it's spend thirty bucks on the PTQ. Yeah. Or the PPTQ. And then you get to play in the PTQ for free. If hmm. you if you make it. If you make it. Yeah. So it's like just added this extra like gate on the Magic Online system. Hmm. Uh, and a lot of people like Yeoman5 yeah. who uh, writes for our affiliate website, TCG Player. He does. Uh, look at that. Um, Synergy. Synergy, <laughs> TCG. You want more of that? <laughs> um, they. Uh, he's like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to like maintain a job yeah. and still be competitive in Magic and playing PTQs because like I can't like play a like big tournament in the middle of the week right to maybe play a big tournament on the weekend <laughs> like it doesn't like i can't set aside that kind of time yeah i mean nine rounds is like 10 hours at least yeah and you have to like wait for yeah all the rounds to finish it's not like a league where you like right fin- well that's you finish what I mean. your game and yeah you finish your game in 20 minutes i'm in again right right and like you know even when you're good like 5-0-ing a league is not yeah. trivial yeah like 5-0-ing any magic event is not trivial right right you're like oh i drew eight lands in this game in like two spells sometimes that happens well i guess i lost i uh, participated in this game of magic <laughs> and then you're like oh i guess i get half as many qualifying points yeah sigh so yeah they've just kind of like blown that whole yeah. thing is that the only um, way you get points is for a 5-0 you don't get any points for a 4-1? i think you get like two for a four one i think it's the same kind of this is like a 10x yeah. multiplier yeah. for that all right so this was the spot in the podcast that we were going to put playing in paper yeah we went a little long talking about everything that happened that was forever us. yes so so sorry we're gonna we're gonna hold on to that yeah we'll talk about it next week if you crush and you need to know what to do after your round, ask a friend. But we will we or will hit us up. Yeah, we will we will be there for you. Yeah, send us a message. I, I do believe I do believe Jason just sent me a gif of people dancing, and that is fine if you want to <laughs> dance post round. Usually sure. not in front of your opponent, <laughs> like you know, doing the stanky leg or whatever in front of your opponent after you win is probably not where you want to be. Um, did you see what Brad Nelson did at the end of? I didn't. Okay, I was gonna say I think I've done a dance before when I've won. Yes. At least once. Yes. So, real quick. So, at the end of the Mythic Championship, yeah. I don't know if you know what Canister's MO is on Arena. Mm. He just spends the whole time spamming emotes. Okay. Like, your go, thinking, oops, just constantly, like, you're going, people. Okay. During the Mythic Championship, right? Like, this is... Like, he said out a tweet, like, I hope I'm doing a good job of making magic good uh, television. Okay. To the point where Seth Manfield played him in top eight... The first thing Seth Manfield did was went into his settings and disabled emotes. Yeah. Multiple people muted him. And so Brad Nelson had disabled emotes in the finals and was going to die to a giant Corvold. So he went into his settings and enabled emotes and was like thinking, <laughs> thinking, <laughs> thinking, rope, roped himself out, <laughs> thinking. Canister's like you're going. They just show Canister like leaned back, head on his hands, like just like you know, like I guess I had this coming. And like <laughs> Nelson like roped down 
to almost like use all of his timeouts was on his last rope and then play to land and how when you play a land it jumps back up a little bit yeah so it jumped back up and he was like <laughs> thinking <laughs> thinking and then he conceded <laughs> he was super dead the yeah. whole time but just like slow rolled him yeah. of the whole time <laughs> That Which was pretty, pretty great because, like, Canister just like spams emotes to the point where like people just go in and the yeah. first thing they do is they mute him. Yeah, and I think he does it just to like goof around and like yeah. maybe make it a little bit better because like it's something that the commentators talk about. Yeah. So uh, my emotes are always off. Mine are too. So yeah. if like, you run into me, I'm not ignoring you. I just ignore everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I ignore um, everybody the same. Yes. So there you go. So there was a little bit of something. Don't do yep. that in paper. Yeah, don't, don't just do your go people. Um, <laughs> your go. Your go. Your go. Your go. Your go. Your anyway, go. so we're gonna save all the paper stuff. Like I said, the post, like yeah. the post match stuff, just because I don't want to edit another hour and fifty minute podcast. Yeah, sorry about that. That's It'll fine. be next week. So uh, people would ask you what to, maybe they should look at playing in Pioneer. Yeah, the uh, the format got super shook up. With uh, last week's bands. Yeah. Um, and I had a couple people ask me at the game store where I thought Pioneer was right now. And it wasn't something I had put a whole lot of thought into. So I thought maybe we could talk about it real quick. Yeah. So I tweeted out um, yesterday that three of the top four decks in the Pioneer PTQ, I didn't go check yeah. today. I were- guess there was a problem with them posting the results and they're not out yet. Yes. Yes, I saw that. But someone tweeted out that three of the top four decks were blue-green Nyssa. Yeah. It was Oko, Nyssa, Hydroid Crisis, Llanowar Elves. Goose, Wolf. Basically, like, yeah, it was basically the food deck. Yeah. People were also having good results tweeting, uh, like, Embercleave decks. Okay. So I think it was, like, the kind of the Zan Syed mm-hmm. deck from the Invitational like trying to go uh, like Lana War Elf into either Rule Spellbreaker or Rabble Master, yeah. and then just trying to put an Ember Cleave on it to mm-hmm. end the game. I'm okay. only playing like two Ember Cleaves. Yeah. But again, it's like Questing Beast, Nissa. Yeah. Or Questing Beast, Vivian, four mana Vivian. Okay. Basically, the best thing to do in Pioneer is play like Lana War Elves and then cards that were printed in 2019. Yeah, I mean, it that certainly is, looks that way. That is, like, the absolute best thing to do, is you're just trying to get to your busted cards from this year. So congratulations to everybody that's been playing Magic this year, because your collection's pretty good. Yeah, your collection is great. Like, if yeah. you started, like, <laughs> you you did it. Like, you have, like... Brazen Borrowers played in Legacy. It is. Have you seen the prices for pretty Brazen Borrowers? Holy moly. I saw they've gone... Uh, the last time I looked, they were like $30? Like a foil showcase brazen borrower? Oh, God. It was $100. Oh, my God. I should have bought some. Yeah. We we took our bets on uh, Murderous Riders. Yeah. Which I think Murderous Rider is like I do too. borderline like legacy playable. Yeah. I think like we called it when the cards were printed. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all just do a thing, draw a creature. Right. And like just having a short two for one stapled on Everything. all of your cards yeah. is uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's a lot of, like, green stuff where you're just trying to get into stuff a little bit faster. There's not... You mean they banned 10 cards out of green and green's still the best color? The problem might just be Nykthos. Um, maybe. Does the does this Simic Ramp deck even play Nykthos, I think though? it plays a couple of Nykthos. 
All right. I, it might, but it might be that Nykthos is part of the problem. Yeah. Like you're just getting too much mana too fast. And like you go well, like. That sounds like Nyssa. Yeah. It, it, Nyssa, yeah. right. You get rid of once upon a time. You need more redundant ways to get a lot of mana. You put yeah. Nyssa in your deck. Yeah. Right. We've seen that a turn three Nyssa is nigh unbeatable. Right. And was my stance the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And so if your deck is 12, one mana, mana dorks. Yeah. The fact that you can go like mana dork into like dork, dork into Nissa and have like a forest untapped. Yeah. You get nine mana on turn three. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Or more. Got more. Yeah. You just get a absurd amount of mana, right? You go like Nissa play a wicked wolf. Kill your thing, mm-hmm. untap crisis, and Good you game. go like, yep, and you're like, yep, we're all done and here. we're out. So again, I think the format is still super aggressive. Yeah, there was another Simic deck that I saw. It was like a Simic Stompy list almost. Yeah, which was basically just mono green beats. It ran uh, Amonkhet, Ronus. Mm-hmm. It ran Steelleaf Champion, but it was blue for Oko also. And I think a lot of those decks were also playing disdainful, uh, not uh, stubborn denial. Yeah. Yep. Right. So like the blue is like for Oko, and then you stubby D people because all of your creatures are Huge. three mana giant giants. Yeah. I think I saw a Galta list. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. Makes sense. Like it's doing the same thing. You're just playing yep. a giant giant way ahead of big. Right. Because I mean, if you go like. Dork. That could probably play Yorvo too, right? Yeah, but if you go like Dork in the Steel Leaf Champion. Like that six mana off of Galta. Galta. Yeah. And then like any other like undercosted thing, like an undercosted like two mana thing on turn three, just like does it. Yeah. So you're also a good chunk of the way to uh, Great Henge. Yeah. Like you're just it just gives you a ton of stuff to do. Yeah. But yeah, so I think green is where it's at because it's the only way to get ahead on mana. Yep. You know, Mox Opal is really good. Affinity is only has only ever been good in modern because Mox Opal is busted. Right. Right? Like, if it was just an artifact aggro deck without Mox Opal... Without emptying your hand on turn one. It would not be a deck. And I think these green decks are... Basically Affinity. Yeah, you don't get Moxes, you get Elves. Right. So you just are like Elf, Elf, and then you're... Your Mox, your Mox Emerald can mm-hmm. attack and block. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh, I have three lands now. I don't need you anymore, buddy. Like, attack. It's kind of crazy how having, you know, eight mana dorks, one mana mana dorks is breaking Pioneer. But the best thing you can find to do with eight mana dorks in modern is Shaman of the Pack. It's to play more mana dorks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, like... I know there was a stretch where the Leyline of Abundance deck that was in Pioneer, people were trying to, to make it work in Modern. Yeah. It's like, why haven't we been playing this? Like, you just get so much mana. Yeah. Right? I mean, no one's playing Nissa in Modern. Right. But maybe Nissa-ing someone. Well, I think there's the, also, like, zero focus on doing anything in Modern right now, so. Yeah, like, I like I was, like, I just felt so out of touch. I was thinking about Modern, I'm like, I'm so out of touch. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Because um, it's just Pioneer and the occasional standard thing. Yeah. People are tweeting more historic decks than they are, than they like, are modern. modern decks. Yeah. But yeah, like there's like all of Pioneer is on the board. 
Mm-hmm. There's no like spell based combo. Right. And like you play a Nissa or you play like a five four and there's nothing that deals with any of it. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, I guess I lose to this now. So top picks for Pioneer are some sort of Nissa deck, some yeah, sort there was, of Stompy deck, or there roll? was a there was a mono white Knights deck that won okay. the PTQ two weeks ago. The one that they didn't do bands before because they were like, hey, there's PT. It was like mono white knights. It was just hmm. like every like one, two, and like three drop that said knight and like two in like four history of Benalias, four Benalish marshals, and then just like knights. Right. And uh, like Knight of the White Orchid, just like everything. Oh, that's cute. Again, I think it's just like being aggressive. Yeah. Like mono black being the aggressive sticky deck is gone because of Smuggler's Captor. Yeah. They got like six slots in their deck that got propped up by Smuggler's Copter. Smuggler's Copter because of the four copters and then the two, whatever. Night Market Lookouts. Night Market Lookouts. Yeah. And like there aren't enough good cheap black creatures. Yeah. To, to like make up for those holes. Right. Vampires is also something people are playing. With Soren. With Soren. Yeah. Because like Soren is an absurd magic card. Right. Turns out three mana planeswalkers are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he kind of affects the board, but like mm-hmm. when your whole deck is vampires, like he's yeah. just absurd. Yeah. So, so again, three mana planeswalkers, aggressive stuff. Yep. I wish we could give you more, but. That's uh, what we got. Yeah. My. My deck is being slowly banned piece by piece <laughs> on accident. So I just want to play Jund. I mean, Sultai. Yeah, I mean, you, and it turns out it's not good. So yeah, because like, I guess the removal is not good enough, right? You get. Fatal I honestly push. don't know what like the whole problem is because you know Mono Black was supposed to be great because it was it could apply pressure and play Thought Seize and Fatal Push. Well, Simic does that too, but. Not it's as much not, pressure though. No, it's not as no, but when it does, like it's big pressure. Yeah. Like it's playing like Tassigers and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, it's weird. Yep. So what else happened to Pioneer today? No bands. No bands. Another week of a a semi stable format. Yep. Do we think there's gonna be any more changes before the new year? I don't think before the new year. Like I said before, I think they might let it run yeah. through December. They're gonna go away. Yep. And when they come back because the first PT yep. is Pioneer. Right. I think they might make one last set of bands and be like, we're not going to touch this. I agree. So maybe one more right around the time they start spoilers. Yeah. And I don't, the cards that need ban to bring everything like to parody mm-hmm. are the elves. You have to, That's like, so weird. Right. Because green's the only color that lets you get ahead on mana. Yeah. And none of the other colors have enough stuff to like yeah. catch up with green. You know, they go turn to Rabble Master, like what is like a reasonable like two mana play in like blue black for that? Like there's uh no- gifted Aetherborn. Gifted Aetherborn. Right. Okay, you that might be the best <laughs> thing. Right. But it's just a weird there's yeah. not a good yeah. there's not a good like if you're mono red, you're like, well I better I hope I have wild slash for that. Right. Which I still need to get off my wild slashes. <laughs> yeah, so I think that like but then they can't ban all the one mana accelerants. Yeah. Like that would just be like weird. We're gonna it would ban be so weird. We're gonna ban elf, mystic, and goose. Yeah. Uh Right, then that just looks super weird. And like the bandwidth, the bandwidth list right now is just all green cards. Yeah, 
right? It's and Field of the Dead. Field of the Dead and Green Cards. Was there any other thing that wasn't Smuggler's green? Copter? Smuggler's Copter. And it's like yeah, it's all green cards. One maybe you didn't need to ban some of these cards. Yeah, maybe the problem was one man accelerants. One man accelerants in a format that no one has any way to like keep up with that. Right. We'll see, but if you're looking to get into Pioneer, check out the Gruel list. Check out the Gruel list, and just be mindful that like, hopefully the format will settle some more. Yeah. Because I just think that looking at like if all of your top eights are like. You know, if four, five, six of the decks are playing Land Elves or Elves. And Nissa. Yeah, like, that's a problem. Yeah. And I don't know how they fix it with leaving all the Elves. Right. But it would also feel super dumb to ban, ban elves. elves. Yeah. Land War Elves is now too good for ma- for modern magic. I, I guess, man. Give I us better removal. Sure. I don't. Yeah, I think that's what the problem is. Like we've just printed trash removal for so many years. Yeah. Because, I mean, the best removal spell is green. Yeah. Right? Abrupt Decay. Yep. That's the best removal spell in the format. It is. Other than Fatal Push. Oh, I, I guess I'm, <laughs> I guess I'm green-black. I'm, but okay. it's two mana. Like, if you're trying to, you know what I mean? If yeah. If you're trying to interact, I you, don't know. You break even. Yeah. At two, you're down mana, hitting a one drop, and you're up mana, hitting a three. Like so, like the best you ever are is even. Right. Right. If you like on on <laughs> if average, you average it out. Yeah. The best you ever are is even. Right. Like that's not good enough. No. Where fatal push, you're like even or ahead. Right. Everywhere on the curve. All right. So we got one more thing to talk about today, which is arena. It is. How's arena been going for you? Um, I have played zero arena this week. How come? Uh, because ever since the last update, when I go to get into a game. It times me out and closes the program. Have you tried to reinstall it? No, I really haven't cared a whole lot. Fair. because like, sorry. Who cares about standard? Yeah, I'm being an awful podcast host. I played, I was super diligent, and I played a bunch of games at the beginning of the week. I think I got like 24 matches in. Yeah. There was definitely a hole in the sheet from like, I didn't have, is it Flash? Yeah. And like that, that started to show up because of uh, the publishing of the MCQ. Deckless. Deckless. Yeah. So we just have a giant swath of like off meta mm-hmm. and like 24 is not really enough matches. And right. then at the end of the weekend or at the end of the week, I was like, I don't want to like deal with actually caring about any of these games. <laughs> so I was playing like just some like best of one, like garbage games. Yeah. And like, I'd be like, Oh, misclicked there. Concede. <laughs> I also went through like a phase where I was playing like just guy fires. Yeah. If you let on like castle Ardenvale into like blue source i just snap conceded i was like yeah i'm not gonna deal with this not ready then i was like oh like forest okay island mm, quench i'm out yeah. <laughs> like, i'm not gonna deal with this like i don't want to like expend the brain cells yeah. to like fight my way through like a wall of counter spells to resolve my four mana thing <laughs> yeah i tried a couple times i tried to climb out of my rebels black hole and uh sign on to arena this weekend and Every time it just booted me out, and I didn't care enough to fix it. So yeah, maybe I need a new computer. Maybe I need. Tis the season. No, yeah, it is. Tis the season for sale computers. It is. Maybe I'll go and try and find an open box one on like December twenty sixth. There you go. <laughs> I did uh, because of how good the blue green flash deck was doing. I did put together tribal can't be countered. Yeah, I was gonna get super hard into it, but it just ended up being like kind of the blue green ramp shell. Mm-hmm. I, I made Teamer so I could play four Bone Crusher Giants 
and two Chandras. Yeah. And four main deck shifting Ceratops. Woo. I had a I had an opponent that was blue green, had a three mana held up, and I just slammed the Ceratops <laughs> and I was like, enjoy that sabotage. <laughs> That's not gonna do a damn thing. We're not playing serious magic for winners right now. We're yeah, no. we're we're just uh having some fun. Yeah, it's it's hard. Like last year at this point, like there was a PPTQ yeah. that we had to play, so like I played a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed Drake's. Standard then, too. Yeah, I played a ton of Drake's. Yeah. And then... I played a ton of Golgari. And then, like, I played that event, I think it was, like, at the be- end of December, beginning of January. Yep. It was cold. It was. That room was unheated. It yeah. was cold. <laughs> uh, we played in the back of an arcade. Yeah. So they had a reason to play. Like, there's no reason to play. Right. And it's just, like, I don't care... Yeah. And, like, I don't want to play a lot of these games. It's also kind of disheartening because we've had three standard seasons in this standard season. So, like, how many formats do you real- realistically want to learn? Yeah, like, maybe that's part of it where I'm just yeah. like, I had a deck. Yeah. I got good with the deck. The deck went away. I had a deck. Yeah. I got really good, I thought, with that blue-red flash deck. hmm You certainly got better than I did. And it went away. Yep. And now, like, we kind of have a blue-red flash deck, but it has, like, some, like holes that are harder to like fill yeah and that requires me to play gadwick which sometimes i think is good and other times i'm like why am i tapping out to just die <laughs> um and then uh part of your problem tapping out and dying well no i don't think you always step out with no gadwick. you don't always tap out with him but yeah. just like just like why am i why am i playing gadwick yeah like when i played at the, the gp i like played a dragon mm-hmm. and my opponent was like I thought you were gonna have a Gadwick. No, I was like, I want you dead. I don't want to. Say, I don't want to draw six cards. I want to kill you. I want to deal you eight damage in the next two turns and end this. Like I have, I have less decisions to mess up if you're just dead. I'm gonna turn this sideways. I'm gonna turn this sideways again. I win. So yeah, so there's just less of a motivation to play. Yeah. Uh, arena right now. I'm with you. So hopefully, Theros Beyond Death resuscitates Standard. Brings it beyond so. death. Some of the cards look sweet. Some of them I'm a little apprehensive about. Yeah. The same people that brought us ban half of Eldraine yeah. are now going to bring us Throne. Uh, I mean, are going to bring us Theros. Yeah. So. Um, Should be interesting. If you see some cards that are, I don't know, two or three mana, might just look like hard two for ones, maybe buy some <laughs> in foil before all the legacy players figure out what's up. Yeah. Because, like, you could have got, like, like brazen borrowers cheap yeah you almost and, bought some at the gp right yeah and then i didn't and now like yep. i so just keep an eye out did in your uh foil promo packs did you open any i did not get any foil uh brazen, brazen borrowers, borrowers. oh I, think- I also found out there's a limit on how many arena codes five yeah so like that sucks yeah i like just can't like redeem anymore redeem more, any more codes i should if i go back to play i should just start giving them away yep because i was like they're like oh yeah you've redeemed five and i'm like does it actually say you've redeemed five their interface is garbage yeah mine says you can't redeem there there's a problem redeeming or something yeah this has already been redeemed mine says like it's yeah. already been redeemed yeah and so i like contacted wizards and yeah. like the first time like people were like oh yeah here it's fixed and the next time the guy's like you've redeemed too many mm-hmm. and i'm like Okay, why? But I have them to redeem. <laughs> yeah, why Why does my prize have, like, a cap? Right. Hey, 
good job. No prize for you. No prize. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> so anyway, if you have some show ideas, mm-hmm. uh, get Hit at us, us at Casual Tripod and like tweet us your questions. Yep. Or uh, Facebook, Casual Tryhard MTG. Or you can email us, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Yeah, and if you are looking to buy some cards online, we suggest TCG Player. Yeah. Use the link in the description below. Or our link on Twitter or our link on Facebook. Yeah, we're going to like get this thing out in the world because yep. James made it, and so now we, I, I clicked on it, and it just <laughs> took me to TCG Player. It already had the direct box checked. Yep. It was good to go. One thing that you said that I didn't know, make sure when you're using the link, you use it to completion. Yeah. Because if you venture off before you check out with your cart, there's a chance that it may still not be linked to our affiliate link. Yeah, it's it's they the way they described it was like last attribution, they can kind yeah. of track the last link you went through, so I don't know how it all works. It's all yeah. in the matrix. If like a dollar shows up, like we did it, <laughs> if we get a check for 65 cents, I'll be like, sweet. We'll just frame that one. Yeah. <laughs> the first time we made money on the podcast, 65 cents. It'll be like Scrooge McDuck's lucky dime. Perfect. Uh, just have the lucky <laughs> 65 cent check. Um, but yeah, so yeah, if you, so if you're already going to buy cards, like yep. we'll have our link, please like try to help us out. So that would be great. We can, we can pay to host the podcast and yep. stuff like that. And with that, we might catch you at FNM. I'll catch you at FNM. Brian might not. Jumanji comes out this week. <laughs> yeah, so it's three weeks in a row. Brian won't catch you at FNM. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, see ya, maybe. Yeah, see you guys. <laughs>